Hey, how you doing? It's Pastor Jay. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. I pray that this word blesses your spirit, empowers you wherever you are, whether it be your home, your workplace, the gym, or even if you're riding in the car. Look, let's advance the kingdom by spreading this word with whoever you come in contact with. That is my ultimate goal is to spread the kingdom and the message of Jesus Christ. I love you. And once again, here's today's message. Be blessed. And that's what we've been doing. We've been doing a whole lot less because we're divided. Amen. We're, we're looking for the negative aspects in somebody. I said it, looking for the positive God aspects in somebody. Amen. So how we perceive God, listen to this, how we perceive God is an accurate reflection of how we perceive ourselves and one another. How we perceive God is an accurate reflection of how we perceive ourselves and one another. Amen. So, so listen to this. If we view God as the resource, our resource, if we view God as the resource, we will always react wrongly when something does not go right. Amen. When we, if we view God as the resource, Amen. That's how a lot of us are looking at God. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not seek ye first the things of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. But we flip that scripture because we run to God when we need something done. We say, God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. And we're looking at God as the resource. So when something happens wrong in our life, we react. We react. We react. So we react when there's when there's a when there's a reaction, then we there's there's kind of like a shaking up in chemicals. So when when two chemicals react with each other, they kind of kind of shake each other up and they kind of change the atmosphere. That's what we've been doing, amen. We've been viewing God as a resource, so we've been reacting wrong, amen. So if we, were, if we view God as the resource, we will make people, things, and money our source, and we will set ourselves up for failure, amen. That's what a lot of us have done. We made God the resource, and we think we made, we made people the source. Well, I got to do it. I got to get to my job on time. I got to get here on time. I got to do this like this. I got to do this like this. But if, if, if your perception is the source is the money, the source is the boss, the source is the people, then you're going to constantly fail every time. Amen? Amen? Because we, we, our perception is God is the resource. Amen? But if God, if we view God as the source, we will always respond with an inspired thought from his word. Amen. If we view God as the source, we will always respond with an inspired thought from his word. Amen. So when something happens to us, we won't say, well, oh, the devil got in my finances. The devil did this. We'll say all things work together for the good of them that love God for those called according to his purpose and will. Amen. We'll say, give thanks in all things. Amen. Because everything is working for your good. Amen. We'll say, God has an expected end for me. He has a hope for me. See, so I don't get, I don't get stuck 
in what's happening to me, I get stuck in knowing that God has me, that God is in me, God is with me, God is for me, God is around me, amen? Amen, that's an inspired thought from God. So we have to, first we have to get in our word to know those inspired thoughts from God. Because if we're not in our word, then we'll always succumb to the pressure of the world, amen? But the potential in you is greater than the problems that you face. See, when you know that you're made by God, you will know that the potential in me, because Scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, amen? So when God is in you, because the greatest is he that is in you than he that is in the world, then whatever the world is trying to throw at you, it won't affect you. Because you know who your source is. You know who you're made by. See, you know you're not made by yourself. Because if you, if you think you're made by yourself, then you will succumb to the pressures of the world. You will, man, I can't win for losing. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. when I make one step forward, I make 50 steps backwards. So, so you'll, you'll be speaking yourself in that predicament because you self-made. But when we got made, you know that there's power in your words, amen. So there's power in what you say, amen. So that, that means that we have to know who we're made by, amen. So when you accept your new identity and new nature, which is in Christ, old things will become irrelevant to you because your focus is, what does God think about me? See, we got to change our focus from what do people think about me? What do people say about me? That used to be me. That used to be me. I used to be so focused on what does somebody think about me? What does somebody say about me? And so that kept me, that kept me conformed. Amen. That it kept me being like the status quo. Amen. It kept me from not being creative. Amen. Because I was so focused on trying to win the applause of people. That I missed out on the plot of God that he had already applied me for. Amen. God had already created me the way he created me from the foundation of the world. Amen. So it's not up for you to try to figure out what people think about you. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you something. That's hell. That's living in hell when you try to focus on what, you, what, what others are thinking about you. Because what will happen... You will be so conformed to what they think about you that you will miss out on what God thinks about you and what God says about you and what God wants you to do and who God wants you to be. Amen. So we have to change our focus on what do people think about me to what does God think about me. Amen. Ask yourself that. What does God think about me? I want y'all to ponder on that this whole week. Amen. What does God think about me? And Holy Spirit will remind you what God thinks about you. Holy Spirit will lead you in the Word if you're open to see what God thinks about you. Amen. But that's what it's about. It's about. It's not about what people think about us, what people say about us. It's about what God says about us. Amen. Amen. So Second Corinthians chapter five. Amen. Verses seventeen through eighteen. Second Corinthians chapter five. Verses 17 through 18. Amen. Amen. I miss y'all last week too. I miss, I miss being here. Amen. Amen. My love, my love for pastoring is growing more and more every day. Amen. Amen. In the future, we're not going to take speaking engagements on Sundays only until the after service. Amen. 
Amen. Because I love being with you all. Amen. So, everyone that's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. Amen. And this is what it says. It says, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual tradition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave, gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Amen. Amen. There's a difference between harmony and balance. Amen. There's a difference between harmony and balance. Amen. Because some things can balance, but they can't be in harmony. Some, some things may be able to balance, but they may not be able to be in harmony with each other. Amen. So our, our goal is for us to be in harmony with Christ. Amen. So we can bring others into harmony with Christ. Amen. So that's, so, so that's why it's very vital, very important for us to know who we are, who we're made by, because when we understand who we're made by, then we are in harmony with who God created us to be. But if we don't understand who we're not, who we are, and we don't understand that we're made by God, then we are out of harmony with who God created us to be. So we're, we're not able to bring others into harmony with God because we're out of harmony with God ourselves. Amen. So... It's like me telling you to go to, um, it's like me telling you to go to New York, but I'm going, I'm going to, to Orlando, I'm going the other way. Amen, that's how it is. So God wants us to be focused on who we are. He wants us to be, be focused on knowing that we're made by God, amen. So when we try to become all that we are without God, we are not in harmony with his will for our life. When we try to become all that we are without God, we are not in harmony with His will for our life. So that means we will always miss the mark of who God created us to be when we do not include Him in our lives. Amen. We will always miss the mark. Amen. Amen. So this is what it looks like, amen, when we are, when we think that we are self-made, Versus being God made. Amen. Donovan and Joe, come up for a second. Amen. I want you to stand right here. I want the high school graduate to stand right here with the mustache. Amen. Amen. So on my right, amen, on your left, right? Yeah. 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 On my right. This is a person that's self-made, amen. So when you when you think of self-made, I want you to think of Joe, amen, amen. On my left, which is on your right, amen, right, is the person that's made by God, amen. So this is this is what it this is what it looks like. So this is what it looks like when we when we're when we're self-made, amen. These are some of the things that we're just some of the things that we're filled with when we're self-made, amen. So one of the things that happens when we're self-made, amen. 
we become the more we feel. Amen. We're self-made now, so we're worried about tomorrow. We're worried about the future. We're worried about if we're going to have enough. We're worried about if, if this will be, if, if this money that we made today will be enough to last us for the week because we're worried. So this is what a self-person said. They're filled with worry. Amen. They feel with worry. The scripture tells us to not worry, to not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow has its worries and, 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 what's the other word I said? Yeah, yeah. worried cares for tomorrow, man. So, so a self-made person is, is worry-filled, amen. But when you're made by God, amen, he has a beautiful, he has a beautiful thing of making you wonderful, sorry, making you wonderful, amen. So that means that I am wonderful. Wonder, so, so, so when a person is made by God, then they are amazed by what God does. See, you step outside and you see the grass and you see the birds and you see the trees and you see the sky. And you feel with amazement, you feel with wonder because you know that God is your source. See, this person, this self-made person knows that they're the source. And God is the resource. But this, when you're made by God, then you know that that. God is your source, amen. So he, he, he fills you with amazement, he fills you with wonder. So you're full, you're full of wonder, you're full of amazement because you're, you're such an awe. When I go outside, I'm such an awe about how God does things. Now, it was raining and storming, but I'm out looking for the rainbow, amen. Because I'm filled with wonder, amen. Because I'm filled with, 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 with what God has done, amen, and what he continues to do, amen. Amen. So, so you worry feel when you're self-made. You're wonderful. You're wonder-filled when you so wonderful, basically, when you're made by God. Amen. Amen. So another another aspect of being self-made, Amen, is that of there we go. Another aspect of being self-made, Amen. Is that of fear. Amen. You're worried and you're furry. You don't know if you're going to make it tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to have enough to pay the bills. You don't know if you're going to have enough to pay Alabama Power, Sister Michelle. You're afraid. Amen. You're afraid for life. Amen. You are, you are trying to figure this thing out on your own. So that makes you fearful. Amen. So you are afraid because you're self-made. So, you, so you're not viewing God as your source. You're viewing yourself as your source. Amen. You're viewing your job as your source. You're viewing your money as your source. Amen. And those things will have a, a beautiful way of filling you with fear. Amen. Because when you, when you, when you serve in money, when you love money so much, then you're going to be afraid that someone's going to come take it from you. Amen. The bill collector's going to come take my money. Amen. So, so you, you are afraid, afraid amen. But when, when you're made, made by God, God, amen, then you understand that the scripture said that, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, amen. So when you're made by God, then you're not afraid of what's going to happen because you love God. 
because you've been made by God. So you know God is your source, amen. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be fearful of the next day. You don't have to be fearful of the next hour because you're in right standing with God. You're in harmony with God because you're made by God, amen. See, a lot of us in the world, a lot of people in the world, they're trying to go through this thing, trying to figure it out themselves. So when they get to the end, they can say, I figured out life on my own. Amen. But God never called us to figure out life on our own. God called us to trust in him, lean on him with everything we have. And when we trust in him, we lean on him with everything we have, everything that is within us, then he will fill us with love. We will be so full of love that we won't have time to be afraid. Because the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. Because what love, what love, what, what fear says is there is a lack of love. See, when you when you hate, it's just it's just fear disguised because you don't know the true nature, amen. So the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear, amen. So when you feel with when you feel with God, you know God, you're made by God. Then you're full of love, but when you're made by yourself, when you when yourself is the source, you're full of fear, amen. And that's another thing that happens when you're made by yourself, amen. Yeah, or you right, or you think you are. You you find your happiness in items. You get a new car. I'm happy. The car breaks down. I'm sad. You get a new house. I'm happy. But the house getting foreclosed on, I'm sad. That's because the self-made person, that happiness is with the items, amen? So they don't have a true inner source of happiness, amen? They have the things, they have the nice things, but they don't have the happiness that goes with it, amen? Scripture says that the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow, amen? I know you keep hearing me harp on that, but that's the truth, because... You have sorrow with this, so this is basically said sorrow, amen. But I wanted you to see that a self-made person can have happiness, but their happiness is empty, amen. Because the items make them happy, amen. Amen. So, so this is what a self-made person has: they have happiness with items, amen. But when you get by God, amen, you have a joy that can't even be described, amen. You have. You have happiness, amen, you have, you have true lasting happiness, amen, because you understand that God is your source. My item's not my source, my house not my source, your money not your source, your job not your source, your car is not your source, amen, God is your source, amen. So when we, we change our perception from me being the source, my job being the source, to God being my source, and He can fill you with happiness. The things can be taken away from you, you be like, so what? There must be something better coming. Amen. There must be something greater coming. Amen. Amen. So what happens with the when you have happiness with items? You hoard stuff. You hoard it to yourself. Oh, I gotta, I gotta keep this for myself. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't give this to nobody else. But when you just have happiness, amen, you freely live, amen, and then you receive more happiness, amen. And then the scripture says to him, uh, more will be given um, to him that doesn't have that which he has will be taken away, amen. 
So when you have, when you when you're full of happiness, Amen, and you give away things, then that that, that makes room for more things to come. Amen. See, God never called us to to come here and get a U-Haul full of stuff and carry out through life with us and just pack it in. All right, I got my new stuff, put it in back of the U-Haul. No, He called us to give away. See, I'm learning now that that giving is where living is. Amen. Because when I give more, I'm able to receive more. But when I receive more, then that means I'm able to give more. Amen. Amen. So that's 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 where we have to to change your perception to knowing that you made by God. Because when you made by God, then you can give more, and you can be happy. You can be a cheerful giver. Amen. See, this person can't be a cheerful giver because their happiness is is locked in the items. Amen. But you, when you're made by God, you can be a cheerful giver because your happiness is not made in your eyes. It's not locked to the items. Amen. It's locked to the source. Amen. Because in the source, see, in the source, there's a fullness. There's fullness of happiness, fullness of joy, fullness of love, fullness of peace. There's an abundance. So when I take, so when, so when the source, when God blesses me with something, that doesn't deplete the source. That makes more room for me to be able to receive it, man. So when, when, so when you're self-made, you think you deplete the source. You think you deplete the source. You think you deplete, okay, well, I'm the source, so, so um, when I take money out of my bank account, then it does drop. Amen. But when I take this out of my bank account, it does drop. But when I take this out of my life account, it does drop. But when you, when you, when you are here, and when you understand that God is an abundant God, if you go outside and look, you'll see God as an abundant God, as an abundance of grass, an abundance of trees. There's not just one tree in the whole world. There's an abundance of people. There's billions of people, amen? So there's an abundance of God, amen? God will never go broke. Amen? He can never go broke, amen? So if I'm made by God, that means I can never go broke. So what am I judging my standards of broke by? Am I judging my standards of broke by how much money I have in the bank? Or am I judging my standards of broke by... Who God is, amen, because God can never go broke. He will never go broke. And that's what anything, love, joy, peace, happiness, money, amen, uh, health, whatever you need, God, God can never go broke because God can never, God is absolute joy. So he can't think of himself as something that's not absolute joy, amen, because that's who God is, amen. Amen, so another thing that happens when you're made by yourself, amen. Yeah, all right, saw this one. Uh, you have no peace. And this goes back to, to feeling like you're your source. Because when you feel like you're your source, you don't got no peace. Amen. Because you're trying to figure out, how I'm going to do this. How I'm going to do that. How I'm going to do this. How I'm going to pay for that. That used to be me. Amen. I used to, I used to try to figure out, how I'm going to do this. How I'm going to pay for that. But I'm in a place now to where... I don't, I don't have to worry about what God is going to do. Amen. I just allow myself to be open to Him. Amen. See, when you're not open to God, amen, you don't have any peace. Because you're closed off. So when you're blocking that peace, amen. So peace, God wants to give you peace that surpasses your understanding. But if your mind is closed, amen, if your heart is closed, if your spirit is closed, He can't give you no peace. Amen. So you worry about you worry about your bills, you worry about how much money. And I know these things, these things are worldly things to think about. These things are are things to think about. But think about the buildings of the field. They don't they don't worry about if they don't have water, no water. They don't 
tall. So, so, so why should you worry? Think about the birds. Amen. They don't worry because they know that guys want to take care of them. Amen. So if God takes care of the birds, he's definitely going to take care of his people. Amen. Because he wants you to release him into the world. He wants you to release him to the earth. Amen. So you have to change your perception from being self-made. To God made, because when you change your perception from being self-made to God made, then he will give you a peace that surpasses your understanding. Amen. He'll give you a peace that 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 you can't even you can't even you can't even put the words to describe it because it's just peace. Amen. That's what you have to do, just to take a deep breath, amen. Because when you live in that peace, amen, it's something that, that you don't want to ever leave. So, so if, if I leave, leave if I leave, leave my peaceful state, amen, then I go back to my self-made state. Amen. And then I'm in that worry. I'm in that worry. I'm in that happiness with items. I'm in that fear. Because I have no peace. But when I have peace that surpasses my understanding, then I can walk in the things of God. I can move in the things of God. I can say what God says and see it established in my life because I have peace. Amen. God wants you to have peace. He wants you to have peace. He doesn't want you to be at night worrying, crying yourself to sleep, worrying, figuring out, trying to figure out in your mind, trying to do calculations in your head, trying to get your notebook out. He wants you to be so blessed, so abundantly blessed in every area of your life. Now, when I say abundance, I just don't say finances, but spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. He wants you to be blessed in those areas so that you can do the things that he wants you to do and be the person he wants you to be. Amen. So you have to you have to be God made. Amen. So one last thing, and this is probably going to throw you off a little bit, but one last thing a self-made person has or accomplishes uh, amen, is success. What? Y'all probably like success. So a self-made person, amen, they have success. So success is just for you. Say it again. Success is just for you. Amen. Because when you're successful, you just think about yourself. Amen. You just think about, okay, I did this. I went to this many years of school to do this. I got this degree. I got that degree. I got this position. I got this promotion. So it's about me. That's what success says. Amen. See, God doesn't want us to be successful. Crickets out. God doesn't want us to be successful. Amen. This is what God wants us to be. Amen. God wants us to be this. He wants us to be significance. There's a difference between success and significance. The difference is success is just for your boy no more. When you're significant, amen, you can bless anybody and not have a problem with it. Amen. And that's what that's what we're here. That's what we're here to do. See, we're here to be significant. We're here to have significance rather than success. Because we're here to bring others into harmony with Christ. 
Amen. We have the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So God wants us to be significant people. He wants us to live a life of significance because when we live a life of significance, then we not only leave behind an inheritance, we leave behind a legacy. Amen. See, General was a person of significance. Because he's not out of love and inheritance, he left a legacy, amen? And, 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 and inheritance is what you leave behind, legacy is who you leave behind, amen? So he left behind you, amen? He left behind me, amen? So his legacy lives on. See, when you die with success, amen, and you don't have a legacy that's connected to that, then it's dead, it's gone, it's finished, amen? But when you have significance because you understand you're made by God, then your legacy will live on, amen? And it'll live on generations and generations and generations, amen? See, God wants us to, he wants us to be a blessing so much so that it blesses the generations that after us. See, your success, it only blesses your generation. Your significance blesses generations and generations and generations and generations to come. Amen. So that's what General did. Amen. He blessed generations and generations and generations to come. He not only touched my generation, but he touched his grandchildren's generation. He touched his great grandchildren's generation. Because what he instilled in me, I'm going to instill those same things into my children, to my grandchildren, to my great grandchildren. Amen. So that's why God, when you made by God, you should live a life of significance and not a life of success. Amen. So give my give my illustrations a round of applause. Amen. Good job. Okay. Amen. You can take those too. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to live a life of significance. Amen. But we have to know that we're made by God. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. Amen. See, God doesn't want us to miss the mark of who he created us to be. Sin is missing the mark. Sin is seeing yourself not as God has seen yourself. See, we think sin is just doing. No, sin is also sin is also not participating in who God created you to be. See, religion has taught us sin isn't doing. But sin is also in the perception as well. See, that's what spirituality teaches because sin is in the perception as well. Because if your perception is not on what God created you to be, then you're missing the mark. Sin is missing the mark. Amen. Amen. So everyone in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Amen. And this is what the scripture says. It says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. What is that scripture saying? Be God made. Don't be self-made. Amen. So in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. See, a lot of us have been going on a crooked path. We've been going like this, trying to figure out who we are, and we keep running into obstacles. And we say, God, why do I keep running into this obstacle? That's because you can't acknowledge God, and you, you, you feel like you made by yourself. Amen. But when you're made by God, you will acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Amen. He will allow you to keep on walking. Amen. He will allow you to keep on walking into who he created you to be. Amen. Since God created you to be someone great, say this, I am great. Say, I am wonderful. Say, I am brilliant. Say, I am intelligent. 
see, see that's, that's what God created, created you to be. God created you to be that. And yes. so, so much more. Amen. Amen. So, so we, we have to change our perception from trying to figure out and rely on ourselves and being self-made to being God-made. Amen. Amen. So our purpose is to reflect the face of God. Amen. So that means that God is my source of supply. Amen. Say that with me. God is my source of supply. Say God is the source of every good and perfect thing. Amen. So, so, so we got to break the paradigm of the status quo. Amen. So how do we break the paradigm of the status quo? We come into alignment with who God created us to be. See, it's not up for us to create ourselves. God never calls us to create ourselves. He just calls us to get into alignment with who you created us to be. Amen? Amen. You should be trying to create yourself. Amen. You should be trying to develop yourself. Amen. You should allow God to develop you. Because if you allow God to develop you, he will lead you to the right things which is his word, he will lead you to other things that will help you become a greater person, a person of significance, amen? Amen, so Acts chapter 17, amen, verses 24 through 28. Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 28, amen? I'm wealthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Amen. God is the source of my supply. Amen. Amen. The question is, can you handle can you handle the supply that God is the source of? Can you handle the abundance of happiness? Can you trust yourself with happiness? Can you trust yourself with finances? Can you trust yourself with brilliancy? Can you trust yourself with creativity? Amen. We want to know that we can trust ourselves. Amen. We want to know that we can transmit that frequency. Amen. Amen. So everyone in Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 28. Amen. And this is what it says. The God who produced and formed the world and all things in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in handmade shrines. So let me give y'all a little, just a little, a little history on this, this, this passage of scriptures. See, these people... They had they had created God and they had made him um, they had made this inscription on something that said to the unknown God. So they were just worshiping they were just worshiping an unknown God. So Paul came and said, This is this is what it is. So Paul is saying the God who produces from the world and all things in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in handmade shrines. So they had made they had self-made handmade shrines. So they had made some shrines and put it to the unknown God. So so Paul saw this and was like, okay, this is not right. So this is this is verse 25. He says, neither is he served by human hands as though he lacked anything, for it is he himself who gives life and breath and all things to all people. Amen. Amen. So the, the self-made person is really kind of oxymoron because he's not made by himself. Amen. Because the scripture says, neither is he served by human hands as though he lacked anything, for it is he himself who gives life and breath and all things to all people. Amen. Amen. Verse 26. And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, 
having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, lands, and abode. So he's got it already before the foundation of He already knew where he was going to stay. He knew he was going to stay in Sarah Lane. He was going to stay in Sassuma, Theodore, Creola, maybe Chickasaw. Amen. He knew where he was going to stay. Amen. He created that. Amen. So that, so that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. So the people that were serving the unknown God, they were trying to feel for God, but their eyes were closed. They were trying to say, well, God, where you at? Where you at, God? Are you here? Are you here? But scripture says he's closer, he's closer than our hands and feet. Amen. He's living within you. Say, God is in me. God is with me. God is for me. God is around me. Amen. So that means that God is around me. So that means that God, that God is in other people too. Amen. Amen. So, so, so that they should see God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. Amen. He lives right in your heart. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Amen. Amen. See, you're offspring of God. Amen. A lot of people see some 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 versions say, KJV say, um, you are little gods. You are you are gods. Amen. Amen. So we are gods. See, a lot of see, you can't you can't receive that in a religion perception. Amen. Because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus came down with the form of God. He thought it not robbery. Amen. See, see, a lot of us in that in that religion mindset and the wrong perception will take that and make it the wrong way. Amen. But but Scripture says that we are His offspring. So if we are His offspring, then that means that we are made by God. Amen. So that means that you do not have to create yourself. You just have to come into alignment with what God has already created you to be. Amen. You don't you don't have to go through life saying, I gotta create, I gotta create, I gotta create myself. God has already created you, amen. Amen. Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-seven, amen through thirty-three. Matthew chapter six, verses twenty-seven through thirty-three. Amen. Amen. We are made by God, amen. We are made by God, amen. And once you get this revelation, once you apply it to your life, it'll change the way you look at life. It'll change the way you look at people, amen. You won't, you, see, see, when you're made by God, you, you won't be so focused on what a label that is on a person. You won't care if they are a label of white or a label of black or a label of transgender or a label of gay. You, that, that's, that will become irrelevant to you, amen? Because you're made by God, amen? So when you're made by God, then that means you're made by love. So you love me. So when you love me, then you can spread love to everybody else. 
that you live in the city of love yourself. You live in the abundance of love yourself. So it doesn't matter what a person's sexual orientation or socioeconomic status or political party or color or ethnicity, you, you will be able to love anybody, amen? That's why Scripture said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, when you, when you understand made by God, then you will be able to live in that sea of love, live in that abundance of love. So you will move from love. You will operate from love, amen? So people who don't look like you, think like you, feel like you, that will, that will be irrelevant to you because you're in the sea of love. You're in the abundance of love, amen? So if I'm in the abundance of love, and, 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 and if him, and if in him we live, move, and have our being, then I will live in love, I will move in love, I will have my being in love, so that means that I will be able to give love. Amen. Without having to say, well, you wrong, you wrong. That's not for us to do. God never called us to tell somebody they're wrong. God never, God never called us to judge anybody. Judge, let ye be judged. Amen. So 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 God never called us to do that. Amen. God called us to be made by Him because when we're made by Him, then we can have the power to move like Him. Amen. Amen. So verse twenty, I'll let Matthew six chapter Matthew chapter six verses twenty seven through thirty three. Amen. And this is what it says. And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one? You add one unit of measure, cubit, to his statue or to the span of his life. What does that scripture say? You can't improve upon what God has already created. So God created you to be great. So you can't improve upon that greatness because the, God, the greatness that is already within you is already there. It's just for you to come into awareness of it and come into alignment with it. So, so you, you can, can not improve upon it. So you can't improve upon who God created you to be. You can't make yourself greater because God has already made you greater. God has already made you better. God has already made you wiser. God has already made you wealthier. God has already made you healthier. You just have to come into alignment with it. See, see, when Christ died on the cross, he said it is finished. So he, he, he's not going to come back and redo something over again. Whatever you need whatever you desire is already within you. Amen? Amen. But you have, to become, you have to know that you're made by God because if you know you're made by self, you'll always miss it because you'll miss the mark. Amen? And verse 28 says, And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Amen? So they're not asking God how, 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 how. They just flowing in their nature. See, we see. I think what we've done as a human race, as a human being, we ask God, "How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do this?" How you, that's, that's not up for us to determine, or not up for us to question. It's up to us just to be in a awareness and alignment. We're going to talk about being God aware next week. It's up to us to be in alignment with who God created us to be. Because when we're in alignment with who God created us to be. We don't have to worry or be anxious about the how. That's what the scripture is saying. You don't have to be worried or anxious about the how. Amen. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. Amen. So there, there's beauty. There's, there's, so there's beauty here. There's beauty in the lilies. Amen. And it's, it's giving you a human comparison that Solomon in his magnificence wasn't like these, amen? 
Amen. So, verse 30. But if God so clothed the, the, the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? See, faith is a substance. If you go back to the, if you go back to the definition of nature, it's substance. So faith is a substance. That means that you're a substance. That means you should live in faith. That means you should operate in faith. Amen. Amen. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, "What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear?" For the Gentiles, even the self-made person, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. See, God already knows that you need it. Amen. But this is the kicker right here. It says, but seek, aim at, and strive after the first of all his kingdom, excuse me. And his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things... Taken together will be given to you besides. So everything that you could ever desire that God already knows you desire that you need, it will be given to you once you properly seek his kingdom first. Because when you seek his kingdom first, then you'll, you'll understand that in his kingdom there's abundance. So there's an abundance of love, there's an abundance of joy, there's an abundance of wealth. So you won't have to seek the things, you'll just seek the king, amen? So you seek the kingdom, amen? That's what God created us to be. He wants us to seek the kingdom, he didn't want us to seek things. Because if we seek the things, he knew that our source will be in those things. He wants us to understand where our source is. The source is the kingdom, amen? The source is God. Amen. So when we seek God and his kingdom first and all of his righteousness, right usefulness, then we'll understand how to rightfully use what he gives us. Righteousness. Right usefulness. Amen. Righteousness. So when we seek God and his kingdom, then we'll understand how to know how we'll understand how to rightfully use what he has already given us. Amen. Amen. So 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 that means that that when you choose to change your mind from worry feel to wonder feel, wonderful things about who God created you to be will transcend your worries and move into a life of wonderful things. I say it again. When you choose to change your mind from worry feel to wonderful thoughts about who God created you to be, you will transcend your worries and move into a life of wonderful things. Amen. Amen. So God wants you to God wants you to be God wants you to have a life of wonderful things. He don't want you to have a life of worry filled things. He don't want you to be so worried about about life that you miss out on the wonderful things that happen in your life. Amen. Amen. Because you can be so full of worry, Amen, that you miss out on the wonderful things that God has for you. Amen. See. God wants us to live in the moment. See, when you worry, you can't live in the moment. You can't, you can't be thankful for the moment. Because you're thinking about the next moment. Think about the next big thing. Think about the next five years, the next ten years. But God wants to live in this moment because now is the only time you have. Amen. Now is the only time you have. So when you're thankful in this now moment, then God can bless your next moment. But when you worry in this now moment, 
You limit yourself from your next moment because you worry here. See, you see, see. To what happens is you worry about the next. You miss the now, and you miss the next altogether. But when you when you feel with wonder for the now, when you're thankful for the now, then it sets you it sets you up for the next. Because God says, okay, they can be they can be thankful for what they have now. Then I can definitely bless them for what I have for them next. Amen. But God will never be able to bless us with what He has next for us until we understand how to be thankful for the now. Amen. So if we don't be thankful for what God has given us right now, then we can't we can't be thankful for what God is about to give us. See, we shout and scream, we get excited about a new car, new house, more money. But we, we don't know how to manage the money that we have now. We don't know how to manage the house and the car we have now. We don't know how to manage the people we have now. Amen. We don't know how to bless the people we have now. So how can how can we get excited for the next if we don't know how to live in the now? Amen. Amen. And so so I believe it's time out for empty prophecies of the next because we need to learn how to live in the now. Because if we learn how to live in the now, then we can readily accept the next. Amen. That's a little nugget for y'all. Amen. Amen. So how do we change our perception from self-made to God-made? Time is flying. And Jenna laughing, right? <laughs> you get the last laugh, right? I'm going to cut it down. We'll do the most. So how do we change our perception from self-made to God-made? Amen. Number one, we know and perceive that God made us. We know and perceive that God made us. It's simple. It's not hard. See, see, we, we have to stop making God hard. We have to stop putting God difficulty level on hard. God is hard. Uh, difficult. Me and God made it difficult. Yeah, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. Yeah, you're going to go through things. But it's not hard. God is giving you everything you need. God is giving you everything you need to pertain to life and godliness. Amen. So nothing about God is hard. Nothing about God is difficult. So we can get that thought out of our mind. Oh, it's hard. It's difficult. No, it's not. Amen. Once you understand who you are, then you understand that it's not hard. It's not difficult. Amen. So Psalms 100 verse 3. Psalms 100 verse 3. Amen. Everyone there? Amen. Old Testament. All right, it says this, know, perceive, recognize, and understand with approval. Okay, so that know is a little deep there, amen, because it, it goes deeper. It says perceive, recognize, and understand with approval. So your understanding has to approve the knowing. But what is your understanding approving, amen? It's approving this. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. Now we ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and sheep of his pasture. Amen? So we have to know, we have to recognize, and we have to understand what approval So we have to accept this. We have to approve this in our life. Amen? We have to know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and now we ourselves. Amen? So, so we, have to, we have to know and perceive that God made us. Because we didn't make ourselves. Amen. We didn't, we didn't form the clay. Amen. And say, well, let me read life to the know we didn't do that. Amen. So, number one, we know and perceive that God made us. Number two, amen, we accept the good and perfect gifts that come from God. Amen. We accept the seed. 
See, a lot of us, we see, I was like this. I used to be the type, I love to give, but it's hard for me to accept the gift. Amen. Amen. But I have to be able to accept the gifts that God has for me. Amen. Every good and perfect thing. Amen. So James chapter 1, verses 17 through 18. Amen. We accept the good and perfect gifts that come from God. Amen. You have to accept it. And you can't decline it. Decline. No, 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 no. Amen. Everyone there, James chapter 1, verses 17 through 18. Amen. This is what it says. It says, every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth, so that we should be a kind of the first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. Amen. So God created us from himself to be consecrated back to himself. Amen. So since God created us from himself to be consecrated back to himself, then that means that we have to accept what he has for us. Amen. Because if you don't accept what he has for us, then you're, you're basically in essence saying, God, no, 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 God, don't, give me, don't bless me with no, God, don't do that. But the scripture says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Amen. It comes down from the Father of all light. Amen. Amen. So we understand that we're made by God, and so that means that we need to accept the things that God has for us, amen? Number three, last one, amen. Allow God to be your source and not your resource. Allow God to be your source and not your resource, amen? Because when God is your resource, you react the wrong way. But when God is your source, you respond with his word, Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 6. Amen. We'll close it on that. Amen. Amen. Allow God to be your source and not your resource. God, not a resource. But we make it that way. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I want this. God, I want that. Amen. Because when you understand that God is your source, then you'll live from the source. Amen. Amen. Everyone in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 through 6. And this is what it says. It says, keep yourselves free from the love of money. And be content with what you have because he has said, I will never leave you. I will always be by your side. Because of that promise, we may boldly say, the Lord is my help. I won't be afraid of anything. How can anyone harm me? Amen. Amen. So, so the first part says, keep your lives free from the love of money. Keep your lives free from thinking that money is your source. That's what it's saying. Amen. Because when you, understand, when you keep your lives free of that, and you understand that God is your source, then you don't have to be afraid of anything. Because God says he'll never leave us nor forsake us, amen. So he'll always be with us, amen. Even when, we, even when our, even when our, 
financial metric may be off here in the world, God is still going to be with you, amen? And he'll give you a peace, amen? So what can anyone do to you, amen? That says peace right there. What can anyone do to you? God before you, who can be against you, amen? Amen. So we allow God to be our source and not our resource, amen? So this is how we change our perception from being self-made to God-made, amen? Amen. Let's give God some praise, amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.